River Jordan is deep and wide Heaven ain't going nowhere Perilous crossing to the other side I reckon heaven ain't going nowhere mm-hmm. Heaven ain't going nowhere Glory am a hard road to travel I'm told Heaven ain't going nowhere Back bend double by ponderous loot. I reckon heaven ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Heaven ain't going nowhere. I work all day so I sleep all right. Heaven ain't going nowhere. I raise a little hell on a Saturday night. I reckon heaven ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Heaven ain't going nowhere. Don't worry about putting nothing away. Heaven ain't going nowhere. Money's no good come a judgment day. I reckon heaven ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Heaven ain't going nowhere.
That's Steve Earle and the Dukes with two songs from Steve's new album, Ghosts of West Virginia, starting off with the lead-off track, Heaven Ain't Going Nowhere, which segues into Union Garden Country. Now, Ghosts of West Virginia, Steve's 20th studio recording, is a great album based around the songs from an off-Broadway play that Steve is involved in and actually wrote the songs for, entitled Coal Country. And it tells the story of the Upper Big Branch coal mine explosion in West Virginia, which took place in 2010 and killed 29 out of 31 miners, making it one of the worst mining disasters in American history. To learn more about the project, we're pleased to welcome Steve Earle to Folk Roots Radio. It's great to be able to talk to you today. How are you? You must be really happy with the introduction of this album. It's been getting some incredible reviews. That's what I hear. I, I don't read them because I don't think it's healthy, uh, but I, but people tell me the reviews are good. I just figure, you know, if they, people, if people hate you, it hurts your feelings, and if they like you, then you end up, you know, that could be a problem too. So I just don't read them. You know, I, I'm just glad anybody's paying any attention to it, considering that I can't tour. Normally I would be starting a tour tonight in Oklahoma City and, you know, traveling all across North America and, and, and including Canada, you know, over the, over the rest of the summer. And, and, uh, so we're, we're, we're going to do that next year in support of this record. I'm not going to let this record go until I get these people's stories told. And right now we're just trying to do everything we can to make sure people know that the record exists because I did want it out before to start this conversation before the next election cycle down here. Well, I do want to put a shout out to the wonderful live stream that you did just a, a day or so ago. That's on YouTube. We're actually going to link to this on our website because it's actually a fabulous way to actually get into the album for those listeners who uh, haven't had a chance to hear much beyond what they're hearing on this show and other shows. You can actually listen to Steve playing all the tracks and talking about the album and also some great questions. And, you know, we, we are in this weird COVID-19 coronavirus lockdown situation, but you must be pretty happy with the way you've actually been able to engage people during these times. Yeah, I mean, it's not, um, as far as doing press and, and interviews, it's, it's, it's um, I mean, I would rather do an interview, whether it's radio, press, whatever, in person than do it on the phone. There's something a little exhausting, especially when you do a bunch of them in a row. I'd much rather just sit down and talk to people. It's just a more natural way to do it. Now, live performances, I'm not crazy about the live stream thing. I'm doing it. Uh, I'm not charging people money for it. Uh, if I had to, I would, and I know people that are having to, but I worked it out to where I don't have to, and then I'm trying my best not to, because I just don't, I don't feel great about it, because I just don't feel like anybody's at their best without without uh, an audience out there. I got Guy Clark taught me when I was 19 years old that songs are, you know, they're, they're not finished until you play them for people. And I'm a little addicted, I have to admit, to the immediate feedback from a live audience. And it is why I do it. I don't do it. I, I like to make records. It's an art form that I think I'm kind of good at. But I, I, I do it to go out and play the songs for people. So this project started off with the play Cold Country. And I think it was, what, four years, I think, since you got involved in that? It took four years to make this. Six years after the explosion, uh, Jessica Blank and Eric Jensen who are documentary playwrights who live in New York, and they were friends of mine. Uh, that we knew each other from a play called The Exonerated, which was 20 years ago. Jessica and Eric wrote a play that was based on their interviews with uh, death row exonerees, people who had been sentenced to death and were innocent, 
and that and managed to prove that eventually and and be released and it was their stories in their own words and I was involved in that as an actor a couple of different times and they approached me about this I was in a moment where I was trying to figure out how I could make a record that possibly spoke to people that didn't vote the way that I did I thought it was time to make a, a another political record but not the same kind of political record you know I've done the preaching to the choir record twice and and I I have no regrets about that, and my politics have not changed a bit. But I see the divisions between people, especially in my country, as killing us. I think that that people in in New York City and people in West Virginia have more in common than they think they do. And and just being, you know, Jessica and Eric called me about mainly because I talk like this, and because my music sort of lends itself to a story about West Virginia. You know, I traveled with them for the interviews. I met these folks and help Jessica and Eric tell their stories with these songs. And and I just decided to extrapolate that into a 10-cut record about West Virginia because it occurred to me that West Virginia was, pardon the pun, the canary in the coal mine as far as the trouble that we're in in this country. And I think that just prior to the the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, really taking off, I think you were actually on stage in New York performing. I don't know how many performances had you actually had a chance to get in before you got shut down. 26, counting the previews. We were in our second week. 240 people saw it each one of those nights. A lot more people need to see it. We're working on digital versions of it and some other stuff. We're going to try our best to make sure that as soon as theater starts happening in New York again to get the show back up in New York. Right. And then the plan is, I think, in the future, you're going to take it on tour. I know that you particularly want to take it to, to West Virginia. Will it be a typical Steve Earle show, or will it be, um, do you want to actually put on the whole play? We will take Coal Country, the play itself, to West Virginia, definitely, and other places in the coal fields. That's we're definitely going to do. Whether there's a national touring company, that probably wouldn't be me in, the, in doing what I did. And in, in the play in New York, I'm sort of like a Greek chorus with a guitar and a banjo. I'm the first thing you see and the last thing you see, and I'm there just to sort of move the narrative along. And, and, and I am I'm kind of the orchestra as well. Probably somebody else would do that in the touring version, except for the West Virginia shows. I'm, gonna, I'm determined to do those myself. But I will also tour next year with the Dukes, playing the songs as you hear them on Ghosts of West Virginia. And we will do a Ghosts of West Virginia tour to support this record all over North America next summer. The actual making of the album itself, can you talk a little bit about that process? You know, the, the Dukes you've been playing with for, for years and an incredibly tight band. Can you tell us a little bit about the actual process of, of recording the songs? The songs were in the show were written and pretty much locked in. We knew what was in the show. We'd been in workshops. We'd scheduled rehearsals to start the first uh, or second week in January, actually. So we went into the studio in December, the first week in December, at Electric Lady in New York, and recorded the songs for the record. We did it. They're all live. There's very few overdubs, no overdub vocals at all. We did it in eight days, which is kind of the way I usually record. We finished the record. It's in mono. Ray Kennedy mixed it while I was in, I was in Maui, which I do every year, and he just sent me mixes, and I approved them. That's the way I've done it for a while. I don't sit through the whole process of mixing a record anymore. I trust Ray, and I just kind of leave it to him. And he gets he, he works faster if I'm not there, and and um, and I get less bored if I'm not there because uh, it's it's a pretty long process sometimes. You know, by the time the the play, I started rehearsals on the play in January. The record was in the can. 
Now, I think that people, uh, some of the families of the people involved in in this tragedy, I mean, they have had a chance to, to, to come to New York and see the play. Yeah, everybody except for one of the people that are portrayed in the show was there, and he just wasn't, we couldn't find him. And I think we've found him since, and I'm hoping we get back up so that, so that he'll be up just to see it. And that was Tommy Davis who didn't, who didn't make it. Now, one of the things that, you know, that has happened over, well, the last three and a half years, I guess, is the real pushback into to coal in the United States. And also, I know the Trump administration has been, you know, making a big deal about cutting down regulation. Obviously, this disaster occurred because of maybe a lack of oversight in this mine as in other mining situations. The lack of, lack of a union. I, I really believe that there had been a union. And it was the first non-union mine on that mountain. I, I really believe if a union had been in place making sure the guys were safe, this never would have happened. I know you've, you've been quite vocal you know, in the, the build-up this album, talking about the, the importance of unions. I think one of the quotes you have is that you know, you've got a boss, you need a union. What sort of resonance are you getting from from people around that? I, I sense, you know, you brought up the divide. You know, it's an election year in the States. Do you feel that people on the other side of the divide are paying attention to what you say? I know that, you know, I think what Trump carried West Virginia with 68% of the vote or something like that. Do you feel that people across the uh, divide are, are listening to, to what you have to say about these issues? I think some of them aren't. So, I mean, I think they're all listening. Some of them are reacting positively, some of them negatively. The guys that are still in the union, I think, understand what I'm saying. And, and, and the idea that West Virginia is the solid red state is just not true. It's been purple, if anything. They still have a Democratic senator, and that's because of trade unions and coal mining. Texas, where I grew up, couldn't imagine a Republican governor when I was growing up. And it just, it never happened. And, you know, it, it's, you know, things, that people like like this, things have been the way they are right now and as divided as they are forever. But, I, you know, there were people that, most people in the middle of the country didn't have a, a, a stark, I mean, the, the set political alliance. Most of, most people didn't belong to political parties. They still don't for the most part. But, but, the idea that you're either a Republican voter or a Democratic voter, I think, is relatively new. There were a lot of people in the middle of the country that had voted for both Democratic and, Re- and Republican presidents and candidates, especially in their lifetime. So they just voted for the man they thought they could do the best job. Basically, West Virginia and Trump, it's, it's really simple. Hillary Clinton went to West Virginia, and the first thing out of her mouth was, I'm going to close the coal mines. Donald Trump went 10 days later and said, I will not close the coal mines. And the truth is, they were both lying because neither Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton or any president of the United States has the power to close coal mines. The only thing that opens or closes coal mines is the market. And the only way you're going to, from the environmental state side, the only way you're going to stop people from burning fossil fuels is for us to stop using the products, which isn't going to happen easily or overnight until everybody, we're all complicit in this. This coal in this mine was not going into to coal-fired electricity plants. It was being packed up and shipped overseas to make steel because that's the kind of high-quality coal that it is. So, you know, it was worth more money. Therefore, they're still mining for it. But they finally managed to get the unions out uh, as the 90s wore on. And these guys, every one of the guys that worked in this mine knew that it was dangerous and knew it wasn't right. And then finally, um, you know, 
on um, the April 5th of 2010 it happened. I'd like to take a break with another song from the album. This is Steve Earle and the Dukes with Time Is Never On Our Side from Steve's wonderful new album, Ghosts of West Virginia. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. out and close his hand And when it opened up again A moment vanished in the wind Since that day it's never stopped No matter how you wind the clock And untold billions lived and died Time was never on their side Season come, season go Sunrise, sunset, rain and snow Every time the world turns around A brand new shiny day is found we pray to whom we fear the most That the Father, Son, Holy Ghost so Take whatever fate provides And time's never on our side Sometimes an hour hurdles by Sometimes an instant never dies Some days crawl and others fly Here lies and not the reason why In woodland hesitating Here good things come to those that wait Ever told that one lied And time is never on our side Time is never on our side That's Steve Earle and the Dukes with Time is Never on Our Side from Steve's new album, Ghosts of West Virginia. Steve Earle's our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. I'd like to talk a little bit about the future as far as you're concerned. You mentioned the fact, you know, we're in the middle of this pandemic. Uh, Once this is over, you will be out there and touring it across North America. Certainly very important because it's such a a story that needs to be told. I'm curious that one of the things that came up when I was preparing for the interview was the, the fact that you've been working on a musical. And I just wondered if you could give us a little insight into... Uh, your plans with that regard? 
I'm working on several musicals because I mean, it's a, theater takes a long time to make. There's a, a musical based on Washington Square Serenade that I'm trying to develop and write myself. Uh, and there's a couple of other projects I can't quite talk about yet where I'm involved in it with other people. You know, uh, I think I'm finally getting somewhere in the theater world in, in New York after Cold Country. The reviews are really good. Uh, I got nominated for a Drama Desk Award for the songs in Cold Country, which is kind of a big deal to me. I thought like that was acceptance in, in that world. And I moved to New York 15 years ago to make music for theater. So it's my favorite art form. It always has been. It's what I do. You know, what I actually go out and spend money on is um, theater and baseball. And neither one is happening in New York right now, which is kind of sad. Well, I wanted to thank you for spending the time to talk to us today. I want to finish with the most powerful track on the album. That's It's About Blood. And it's a, a track that's really spine-tingling because this is the track where you, know, you, you, you talk about the impact on the community and the actual people who lost their lives. Can you talk about the importance of, of having a track like this in, in this album that actually names the people involved? Well... In the play, it's the sort of the, it's not the last song, but it's the climactic song in the play. It's the, it happens after um, the explosions have happened. Everybody knows what they've and who they've lost. When the the victims, you know, uh, the and the survivors start asking questions about what happened to their loved ones, that's the mo- this moment in the play. And the first verse is heavily based on a man called Tommy Davis. There were five members of his family there that day and only only two of them walked out he lost his brother his son and a nephew that day so he was angry so it felt shot pretty angry and i came up with the idea of all 29 names at the end at some point you know in the workshop process and and uh, it's it's a pretty powerful moment in the play and, and therefore on the record it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today this is steve earl and the dukes with It's About Blood from his wonderful new album, Ghosts of West Virginia. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Love me in the eye when you're talking to me. Want to see in your soul when you lie. Don't try and tell me that you couldn't foresee what everybody reckoned was a matter of time. Goddamn right, I'm emotional. I ain't nothing but a man. Hell yes, this is personal. Before we leave here, you're gonna understand. It's about fathers. It's about sons. It's about lovers waking up in the middle of the night alone. It's about muscle. It's about bone. It's about a river running thicker than water And it's about blood Once upon a time in America Working man knew where he stood Nowadays just getting by is a miracle Probably couldn't give it up if I could Don't wanna hear about the state of the economy Fiscal reality, profit and loss None of that matters once you're underground anyway Damn true, can't tell me nothing about cost It's about fathers It's about sons It's about lovers waking up in the middle of the night alone It's about muscle It's about bone 
It's about a river running to get out water and it's about blood. Stephen Hera, Edward Dean Jones, Richard Kay 